This is Uncovering Sports. Welcome to Uncovering Sports. I am Cactus Hamilton Barry, joined as always by the Honorable Judge Brendan Coleman. And we are just seven days away, if you are listening to this on Wednesdays when we air, from the first ever Uncovering Sports Awards. That's right, the bookies are almost here. How excited are you? I am pumped. I mean, you can feel the excitement in the air. It's palpable. You can you can almost smell it. Oh yeah. You can you can smell something. I think it's the bookies. I hope it's the bookies. <laughs> Does it smell good? It smells great. Okay. Then it is the bookies. I can confirm. It's, then it's definitely the bookies. Well, since we're almost there, we have a bunch of more categories to unveil right here, right now on this show to get you hyped up and ready for the bookies. Let's jump into it. What is the first brand new category that we are revealing today? Where to start? How about Diva of the Year? There's no shortage of divas in sports entertainment, as you well know. There certainly is not, and it's a great category. Like we said, uh, you know, not every category is a category you necessarily are going to be thrilled about winning. Uh, maybe these guys will enjoy winning it. I don't know. But it's certainly an award worth giving. That's right. That's why we're starting with it here today. We want to end on a happy note. Let's sure. get this one out of here. Now, these guys might wear it as a badge of honor. I know at least one of these guys would love to have it. How about Brock Lesnar? I think he's... Half sports entertainer, half troll. Internet troll, that is, not mythical <laughs> troll. <laughs> no. If, if anything, he's an ogre or something. <laughs> yeah. He's the opposite of a troll. <laughs> he's, a, he's the absolute opposite of a troll, but he's a bit of an internet troll. He's certainly a diva. He works, what, like four days a year? And the rest of the days of the year, he is pitting the UFC and WWE against each other. <laughs> Just for his own amusement. <laughs> yeah. And ours. And he, ours. He has uh, no desire to switch switch uh, jobs right now. He just wants to see us all sweat, I think. He just wants to watch the world burn. You know, he, he climbed in the cage and called out Daniel Cormier, but he was staying <laughs> with WWE all along. It was a work. You know? It's UFC just testing the waters. Mm-hmm. Good for them. And, and good for... For them and WWE being able to work together on this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's nice when you can see promotions that can get along and work together to uh, give us a better show on one side or the other. I wish more people would do that. Yeah, Hopefully, uh, maybe Roger and Vince can strike up some football partnership. Who knows? Might be right around the corner. Maybe Zeke's headed to the XFL, you think? I I guess you could speculate that. I'm just saying, where there's smoke, there's fire. They brought in Alfred Morris. I mean, what more do they need? Star power. They've, they've brought in Alfred Morris before, so. Exactly. Brought in the guy the fans are comfortable with. <laughs> Getting them ready to say goodbye to Zeke. Let's pump the brakes on that for now. <laughs> we'll revisit that in a few weeks after the bookies' dust has settled and we're ready to jump into our preseason football excitement. All right, Who else all right. is Diva of the Year? Because it's certainly not Zeke. All right, well, I mean, he's in the running at this point, but we'll we'll leave him out of it. <laughs> we'll move on from one of your all-time favorites to another, Steph Curry. Now, you can't get enough of this uh, guy. 
Sure. I mean, who can, really? I mean, have you seen the way that guy chews on a mouthpiece? Yeah, I have, as it's the only thing you see during a Warriors game. He knows when the camera's on him, so he can pop that sucker halfway out of his mouth and just start chomping <laughs> down on it like a dog on a bone. It is the most obnoxious thing any player in sports entertainment can do right now, and he just drives... Probably the world, but especially me, crazy. With oh, him. I'm right there with you. And when he's on the bench, the camera's just on him. Just <laughs> it's like watching the Hall of Fame football game. <laughs> we can't see the action. All we see is Steph Curry on the bench. What's more entertaining, sideline interviews or Steph Curry chewing on his mouth? Uh, I have to take sideline interviews in this instance. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Moving on. How about Bryce Harper? I mean, we couldn't. Not put the $330 million man up here. He's got the hair. He's got the attitude. The man was born a diva. He lives the diva life. He has to go up there. That's fair. I mean, to be fair, if I had that hair, I would be a diva also. Oh, yeah. I mean, wouldn't we all? And the the final candidate here. Now, in all sports, there is one position known as the diva position. That is receiver in football. Sure. So we had to include one. Nothing, no one says diva quite like Antonio Brown after the year we just had to all sit through. My gosh. I mean, he might be running away with it here. Of course, any receiver that's going to be nominated, like you said, is going to be a strong contender as they are widely regarded as the biggest divas in all of sports entertainment, more so than anyone in the WWE women's division. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a strong contender here. Uh, remember when he just said flat out, no, I'm not going to Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I respect that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you can't not call him a diva for it. That's true. That's fair. But First he, year at the bookies, and we might have our first unanimous winner already. I don't want to tell you how I voted, but uh, hard to vote against Antonio Brown is all I'm saying. Sure, that's fair. Moving on. So that's Diva of the Year. Antonio Brown, Bryce Harper, Steph Curry, Brock Lesnar. Who is going to win Diva of the Year? All strong contenders, honestly. And now, the next category. We have so many on the show. All right, we're moving on. We're going with Swerve of the Year. Now, everyone loves a good swerve. That's what sports entertainment is all about, is the swerve. You want to be surprised. You live to be excited by sports entertainment. And we had some good swerves this year. I'm not going to lie. There's quite a few of them, yeah. The, sometimes they overdo them. Sometimes you have to look hard for them. This was, this was a good year, right in the middle. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. I, you can always tell like a really forced swerve, like, oh, we're going to really work these marks this time. And you're like, eh, did you, though? But we got some good <laughs> ones this year. Who leads us off? All right, leads off. That's a baseball term. How about unnamed Mets player winning the home run derby? <laughs> His name, I believe, is Pete Alonzo. But That's unnamed correct. Mets player sounds better. He is uh, not what you would call a household name. And even after he won, all they did was talk about how good Vlad Guerrero Jr. was. <laughs> yeah. So it, you kind of question really why weird. they didn't just let him win. <laughs> yeah. Really weird why they put him over. Uh, Maybe he needed the money. The Mets 
needed something, I guess. I don't know what was going on there. I guess to start the legacy that Tebow is going to bring, like Mets are just home run champs, maybe. I don't know. This remains right. to be seen where the Pete Alonzo story goes, but it, it was absolutely a, a, a pretty big swerve as far as home run derby baseball goes. Let, let me fancy book this for a second. Last second, Pete Alonzo comes down with the flu, which is unfortunate. It's too bad. But someone has to step in and, and fill sure. those shoes. You got to look within the organization. Well, there's Tim Tebow. Wait, what's he doing here? Tim Tebow comes in, wins the home run derby. Better story? Love it. <laughs> Book it, right? That's what now. Tebow does. All he does is win. I mean, come on. That's great. I love it. I love it. Next year, perhaps. Next Who year. knows? Back to back Mets winners? Seems unlikely, but. Hey, but know. Pete Alonzo winning seemed unlikely. <laughs> That's, fair. So... That's fair. I mean, we're only a year away from a Tebow win, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Well, any Tebow win is a win for for sports entertainment fans. Amen to that. I'm personally hoping for a Flacco injury and a Tebow return, but let's see what happens. A fake injury, a work. That would be a swerve. (laughs) All right, moving on. Uh, How about uh, UFC 232? Let's head to the octagon. Amanda Nunes beating Chris Cyborg. Cyborg had... A 24-22 fight win streak heading into this. She was probably the biggest name in the sport uh, among women. And uh, came up short. Lost in 51 seconds, actually. It was a very, very surprising moment to uh, MMA fans. Talk about David and Goliath's story (laughs) here. And uh, 51 seconds is not how you thought Chris Cyborg was going to lose her win streak. That is for sure. And her title. Nunes became a double champion. Uh, and lately, you've been hearing some news about a rift between Cyborg and Dana White, which has led to this moment. But that doesn't change how impactful the moment was when it happened. It was a major swerve. Yeah, and I mean, like, okay, there's some tension there, but to, like, blow the whole thing that you've got in Chris Cyborg on, you know... You could have had a five-round match out of this. Yeah. yeah. They go big with it. They And not only does Amanda Nunes win, but she wins in a minute. Yeah. Uh, kind of sending a message there, old Dana. <laughs> yeah, message received. But maybe he just did it as a swerve. I think there was more than just a swerve, as, as I, we're both sort of hinting at. <laughs> <laughs> but still a swerve. Not one that we expected. So, how about maybe the most uh, famous or the most notable swerve that happened this year, if if there is one? The Rams beating the Saints. We hyped on the show at length. Brady versus Breeze. Mm-hmm. That's what we were led to believe. Yep. And while they handled it in a strange way with the pass interference call, not pass interference call, still Oof. the Saints falling to the Rams was a major swerve. Huge swerve. Yeah, we absolutely didn't see this coming. It was Brady versus Breeze from week one of the preseason up until the championship round of the playoffs. And 
some of this was done in part, as we've talked about on the show, to get over the stupid new pass interference rule, which I don't think was even necessary. But again, conversation for another time. <laughs> but but we absolutely did not see Jared Goff and the Rams going to the Super Bowl. That is for sure. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, they man, usually when they change plans, they change earlier than this. So you caught us with this one, Roger. Yep, we had our pants down. <laughs> well, and, don't tell Gronk. <laughs> I retract that statement. I retract that statement. <laughs> Edit that out. Here's my problem with this swerve. In the moment, it was kind of infuriating because of the way that they did it with the whole pass interference thing. And then we were like, oh, wow, the Rams are going. But then as soon as you had a minute to think about it, you were like, wait a second, wait a second. It's going to be the Rams and the Patriots. We all know that Tom Brady lost to Nick Foles last year. There is literally no way this ends with Brady losing again. So, like, it worked really well in the moment to get some heat going, to to set Twitter ablaze. But then it sort of forced the Super Bowl to fall a little flat because it didn't feel like there was any chance for Goff and the Rams, especially when they have Todd Gurley missing in action. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. Are, are you telling me you didn't believe the Patriots were underdogs in this? Somehow I, I couldn't quite get on board with that storyline this season. Wow, okay. I know, and yeah, they played no, it so well. <laughs> yeah, and with with the NFL's media week in between there, you know, it's yeah. two weeks <laughs> to just think about what's about to happen, and it, yeah. it really ruined the end of the season. You couldn't see it ending any other way than the way that it did. And we were right. (laughs) That was one of the moments where you, like, you know, a fan base sort of rallies together to try to, like, force a swerve. So at that point, it's not really a swerve. But, you know. Yeah. We we tried to have our voices heard. It did no good in the end, but it is what it is. Still definitely deserving of the nomination for Swerve of the Year. But can it top our last uh, our last nominee? Can it? Well, you tell me. NBA Finals. Warriors are winning for sure, right? Roth. The Toronto Raptors, led by Kawhi Leonard, win the NBA championship. Over... More importantly, the Warriors lose the NBA championship. Yes. It's not so much that the Raptors even won. Sorry, Toronto. Yeah. The Warriors lost. Yeah, this is a this is obviously a tough one to beat. We'll have to see how it shakes out on August seventh. That's next week at the bookies. But oh, that's I mean, obviously they uh, have an early lead. You have to imagine among voters because that was huge. That was huge. It yeah. it, it but, changed but our minds about overall. the season. It, yeah, it really did. All of a sudden, it changed our minds about Adam Silver. <laughs> yeah. It just the change reminds about the NBA in general. <laughs> <laughs> a job well done, even if it doesn't win this award. Great job. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's stiff competition there, so we'll see how we'll see what happens. Absolutely. All right, last category. It's a big one. One more. All right, what do we got? We got feud of the year. Huge feud of the year. I mean, what is sports entertainment? without feuds it's nothing it's nothing it's the drama it's the excitement it's the entertainment 
You can't have good guys and bad guys if you don't have feuds. Absolutely. Give it to us. Feud of the year. What are we talking? Well, let's let's stay on topic since we're just talking about it. NBA versus the fans. <laughs> it, now, things are getting heated there. <laughs> they tried to redeem themselves at the end by having the Warriors lose, and it was it was a, a strong gesture. But was it too little, too late? Because the NBA has been at war with their fans for the last four or five years. It feels like. Yeah, man. NBA Finals ratings show that it may have been too little too late. (laughs) Fewer and fewer people watching each year, but hey, maybe they've turned it around for for the future. Certainly one of the fiercest rivalries in all of sports, the NBA (laughs) and the fans. (laughs) That's a good one. It's a good one. How about this one, though? You like a good Vince McMahon feud, right? Oh, I mean, what's better (laughs) than a good Vince McMahon feud? How about the feud that never was, the XFL? (laughs) Versus the AF. Yeah, I I mean, bravo for getting nominated, but how much can you say about <laughs> it when it didn't really even get off the ground? It, that the plans that we've seen and that we have uh, exposed on this very show were far-reaching and very exciting-sounding. But Yeah, they kind of get the honorable mention here because we know what was going to happen, and yeah. it was pretty cool. It was just all theoretical. It didn't actually yeah. happen. <laughs> <laughs> but Never, it would have won. But it would have won, definitely. So it deserves to be nominated. <laughs> and who knows, in the minds of the voters, maybe just the concept is cool enough. All right. How about uh, nominee number three? We head to baseball, America's pastime, PED users versus Hall of Fame voters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this has been a, a an ongoing and long standing feud between uh, between you know the, the the greats of the late nineties early two thousands as you will like to call them and uh, the Hall of Fame voters. I'd like to see Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame. There, I said it. Me too. I'm not ashamed of that. He unequivocally deserves to be there. There's no way that you can say. I mean. Obviously, there's a way that you could say it, but there's no way that you could say that he doesn't deserve to be there. That's true. And uh, maybe that's all we should say on the topic. It's <laughs> very controversial. <laughs> it's the tip of the iceberg. We did have the enhanced all-star game, so we're good friends with a lot of these guys that yeah. should be Hall of Famers. And while we're at it, put Pete Rose in. Put Pete Rose in. He's our friend. He's reformed. Wink, wink. Sort of. <laughs> he deserves to be in. <laughs> All right, what's next? This one is uh, near and dear to our hearts. How about Connor McGregor versus Khabib Nurmagomedov? This one uh, boiled over into our studio. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it was taken too far, in fact. But for all the right reasons, because it had... All the makings of a classic feud. Maybe one of the best of all time. Certainly, well, boy, there's been some good ones in UFC, but it's up there with best UFC feud of all time. Oh, yeah. Best in a long time, for sure. Oh, absolutely, in the last several years. And certainly in the most creative and risk-taking booking, I think, that the UFC has ever tried. And so it gets even more points for that. I mean, you don't see a man attacking a bus every day. You don't see post-fight brawls. You don't see podcast studios being 
you know, ripped asunder and <laughs> scared for their lives in, in such a way. <laughs> Correspondence being sent to the hospital. Well done. It really changed the UFC as a whole. It absolutely did. And uh, the implications of it still being felt to this day. Is that it for a uh, feud of the year? We've got one more. Let's, one more. Let's go back to the uh, diva category there. Antonio Brown and his partner in crime, Le'Veon Bell, <laughs> against the Steelers, or the Steelers against the Steelers, or the Steelers against us because we got sick of talking about them. However you want to frame it. Yeah, it's the Steelers versus everyone, including themselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, everyone was taking shots at Big Ben also for some reason. Tomlin's lost control of the locker room, and NFL.com has lost control of their storyline. <laughs> Yeah, my God. This yeah, thing this has one basically been going on for two years now. Yeah, two years too long by my calculation. And Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster are keeping it alive, also. Yeah. Pretty oh sure. yeah, I forgot about Juju. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all over the place. It, the only guy that they seem to agree on is James Conner. He's a nice guy. He deserves it because you can't say anything bad about him. That's true. Your your personal friend, James Conner. Yeah, close personal friend. Excited to uh, get with him to start uh, fantasy drafting. He's uh, my draft guru this season. And wow. uh, and one of my keepers. Wow, can I write that down? That's that's uh, official? He's your keeper? I mean, I, I'm not ready. I mean, I, I have to talk to James first. See sure. if uh, okay. you know, okay. he's ready to make that official. It's, sure, you know, that makes sense. We go 50-50 get the on our draft involved and, Yep, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. All right. Well, that's huge. Feud of the year. Is it Connor versus Khabib? Is it the Steelers versus everybody? The XFL versus AF, the feud that never was. NBA versus its own fans. Or the uh, PED users versus the Hall of Fame voters in Major League Baseball. That is the feud of the year. We also had Swerve of the Year, remember, and Diva of the Year announced on this show. And my gosh, what were all the other categories we... We've announced already. Moment of the year. We had the Raptors winning the NBA Finals. Connor and Khabib again. Ichiro retires in Japan. And the Browns win a game. That's going to be a big one to watch. We've also announced promotion of the year. One of the many great sports entertainment promotions is going to take that one home. Off-season move of the year. What was the best trade? What was the best free agency signing? Those things play a big part in booking. We had our, our favorite authority figure of the year announced. And the Uncovering Sports Moment of the Year. Don't forget that. That's going to be a big one. That is a big That's the big one. Oh, yeah. That one, we're excited to see what wins that. We need your votes for that one. Was it Brendan turning heel the XFL draft? Barry Bonds Please. knocking out Mike Peterson at the All-Star game? Was it when we met Babe Ruth in the sports time continuum? Was it when Connor was here saving our lives from Khabib? Or maybe it was uh, when Brendan was playing Mario Kart with Josh Rosen. Just chillaxing, relaxing, all cool. It's a pretty cool moment. Yep. And don't forget, Gronk and Ham, the greatest love story in uncovering sports history. You don't need to vote for that one. It's technically <laughs> on the ballot, but it uh, unfortunately it was printed at the very bottom of the page. There's no way to, to check the box for it. Don't We're worry. F- I'm a man of the people. I will count all these votes personally. And we will demand a recount if the votes get close. (laughs) 
Don't worry. It's all going to be on the up and up. The promotions might all be works, but the bookies are for real. They're next week, August 7th. Get your votes in now, however you like to contact us. Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, far, please no texts. We'll see you (laughs) August 7th for the bookies right here on Uncovering Sports. Deuces. on MySpace or...